All right. We're going to continue on, and as we do, I, I just want... I just want to talk to you today about um, something that we do a lot, and that's the Lord's Prayer. Um, and I think that we can uh, start, uh, I mean, I'll throw this word out to you. We can be perfunctory, where that, 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 that meaning that we just kind of go through the motions, um, where, yeah, we say it, but we don't really understand what it means, or we're not really praying it, we're just saying it. Um, I just want to um, talk a little bit about that today. And how we can um, see that the, the, the model in which, which Jesus gave us is the proper way um, to pray. Not saying that we have to uh, go through a checklist and, and, and um, say these exact words, but understand why uh, Christ used those words to uh, model that, that prayer. Um, before we get there, I want to just share a, a quote from uh, a book that, that I've been reading here lately. It says, uh, it, and it's about prayer. Imagine that. Um, no matter what skills we may already possess, we will never rise any higher than our prayer life. The most important part of our lives is the part that only God sees. The most important words we speak are those that God hears in the place of prayer. So now I don't say that meaning that everything else we do is irrelevant, not saying that at all. But understanding that God um, holds everything in his hands, he holds all power, um, he, he is the almighty, he's the sovereign over all. Um, understanding that and then looking at our lives, if we're not in communication with him, if we're not praying to him, if we're not listening to him, we're never going to rise any higher than the, 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 the prayer life in which we have. So I, I say that not to, again, not to make anybody feel bad, just kind of like, make, let's start this ball rolling, okay? How is my prayer life? Um, well, last week we talked about the priority of prayer um, and how we need to make that part of our, our lives um, and uh, the, the, the necessity for that. Um, but it's not just, now I lay me down to sleep, pray Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, pray Lord my soul to take. Who prayed that growing up? Yeah, is it is it is it a prayer? Absolutely, it's it's a prayer. I think when we're little, it's it's an effective prayer because we I think we actually really do mean it because we don't want the boogeyman to come out from underneath the bed, right? And, and we think that if we pull the covers up over our head, the axe murderer can't get his axe through the sheet, right? As long as, as, long as yeah. <laughs> But I think that we get, we can fall into this false sense of security as long as, just as long as I pray. I mean, as long as I'm praying, I'm good. Well, I just want to throw out there that it's, just, it's not just praying. It's not marking, you know, putting a little check mark in the box saying, oh, I did it, move on to the next thing. That's not effective prayer. And when Jesus explains what prayer is, he doesn't say, just do it. He gives us a way in which to do it. Now, turn with me to um, Matthew chapter 6. Uh, because I, I, want to, I want to use this text. And quite honestly, um, I can't even see that the, the time back there. So we're jacked. Quite, quite oh, 04, is that what that says? Okay. So quite honestly, this may turn into um, part A of a two-part series today, or two-part sermon. 
I, I don't know. We'll see how, how this rolls. Um, but I, I, I want us to look, look at prayer and look what Jesus says about prayer and then kind of reflect on ourselves on, um, am I doing this? Am I not doing this? How do I need to do this? Or whatever it may be. Not in the sense of, of trying to pat ourselves on the back or not even on the sense of saying, yeah, my husband needs to pray more or he needs to do better this or my wife needs this. Not, not for any of that. But just so we can see how to be more effective in our walk with Christ. Because we were talking in Sunday school and we were talking about this percentage and everything about, um, we figured it out. If you spend two hours in church a week, you spend actually 1% of the week um, in God's house. Um, again, not to make anybody feel bad or whatever, uh, but we asked the question, um, that if, if I spent 1% of my effort um, it, it, um, towards my wife or spent 1% of my effort in my relationship with my wife, my marriage probably wouldn't be really, really good, right? 1% is not going to take a, a over for the, the other 99%. So, so what I want to do is kind of think the, uh, relate that into prayer. Just praying, I, I, I just do it. it. It's not just doing it. We all, I would think, at, at the end of the day, if we were to be serious, we all want to be effective in our prayer. We don't want to just, just I'm throwing these things up hoping this will happen. No, you want to pray, and I believe this about you all, that you want to pray because you want to see God move. And the problem is what we do is we don't pray prayers that God can move in. We're praying small prayers. Not saying that small prayers don't, don't matter. They're not important. They are. But we're not praying prayers when they're answered that only God can get the glory. So I wanted to, to use the, um, Matthew 6 here, and primarily the Lord's Prayer, but we're going to you know, look a, a little bit of, uh, before that. But as a, um, just some, some look at some key elements of proper prayer. Um, before we get to that, let's look at um, verse 5. Because this is where Jesus starts in on um, really the... Uh, the whole, this is what you got to do. This is why you got to do this. He says verse, in verse 5, and when you pray, we talked about that a few weeks ago. It's not if you pray, it's when you pray. Uh, the, the Lord, um, has, he, he sees you. Remember when we talked about Gideon and, and talking about how God sees you and the potential he has for you? Jesus is speaking here to his disciples and he's seeing his disciples and the potential in which um, he has for them. So he says, when you pray, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they've received their reward. I'll, I'll pause that in a, for a second, because some can think like, well, Jake just stood up here for, for five minutes and prayed, so he's, he shouldn't have done that? No, no. What, what I want us to understand is, is what Jesus is saying here is, the, the, those people who do it for their own selfish gains... Those people who like to stand up and say, hey, 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 excuse me, I'm getting ready to pray. Everybody pay attention to me and just hear my eloquent words that come out. That's what Jesus is talking about because he says they receive their reward. What is their reward? It, the reward is the people saying, ooh, man, I wish I could pray like that. Or, ooh, man, he knocked that one out. Or, ooh, look out, devil. 
You know, I mean, it, 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 it's those that, that, that are, 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 are looking for that selfish or have that selfish gain in mind. That's what Jesus is talking about here. He's not saying that we should not pray in public. No, actually, he says, the, 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 the Apostle Paul tells us other places that we need, to, we need to do that. And we need to do that more than we really do. It says here, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. So when Jesus is talking about, he's saying, you don't have to stand up in front of everybody and pray. Where I want you to start praying is by yourself. When you start praying by yourself, and it says that you're praying in secret, the Father will reward you in secret. Now, some will say, oh, well, there it is. That's the, that's the, the special formula that I'm looking for. I just need to pray to God in secret to give me this job. Or I need to pray to God in secret to give me this car or this, what, give me this life. That's not the reward that Jesus has in mind. I'll tell you this, when you pray in secret and, and you're, you're meeting with God, your reward that you are going to, not if that you might get, but the reward in which you are going to get is going to come immediately. Wait a second, I don't, I don't, get, I don't, I don't get rewarded. The reward is being in the presence of God. That's what we have to understand. So it's not just, just throwing some words up and saying some words. The reward that we get is being in the presence of the Father. And I think too, too often what we do is we minimize what it is that we're doing when we pray. When we pray, we think that we just got to, oh, I just got to just unburden myself and lay this before God. That's part of it. He says, cast your cares, cast your anxieties on me. Because I care for you. He says that, but understanding that it's not as if you're alone in that closet. The, the, growing up, we, we talked about the prayer closet. If you've seen, um, what's that movie with uh, War Room? Thank, thank you, ladies. Uh, <laughs> great movie. If you've seen that, that movie, War Room, there, there, there's the, she has this closet where she meets with God in this, in, in this room. She's not, we're not, when we meet with God, wherever it may be, you're not alone when you're meeting with the Father. So, so when he's saying here, uh, as he's saying here, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you, God, when you come to him and you lay everything before him and you're meeting with him, not for the purpose of, okay, God, I've given you, I've given you all this, here, what, what do I get in return? What he tells you is what you get in return is me, and he's enough. And understanding that and helping us understand it because I can't speak for anybody in here. I mean, I've known my wife the longest. and it, Well, I take it back. I've known my dad the longest, but I ain't talked to him. I spend a lot of time with my wife, and I can talk about her a little bit and answer for her, but I'll just answer for myself in this one. I am the most selfish person that you have ever met in your life. No, I am, right? Don't take that away from me. I'm the most, but we all can, you are, we're we're selfish. Some of us don't want to be selfish, but but what what is ingrained in in us and due to the the, the sin that's in the world, the sin nature in which we were born with, we have this, I've got to feed my selfishness. 
So what's in it for me? What we have to understand is when we enter into prayer, it's, it, it, it's a moment where we're putting down our selfishness and we should never enter into it with, God, how are you going to help me? Will he help? Yes, he sa- it says that we find mercy and grace in the time of need and help in the time of need, right? Will we find that? Absolutely. But that's not why we go in there. We enter in, into uh, that, 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 that commune with God, into our, 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 our time with God to be in his presence. Now, some will say, well, yeah, but God's everywhere. You're absolutely right. Big theological word, omnipresent, right? That means he's everywhere all the time. And, and we'll talk about that uh, maybe next week. I don't know. Uh, planned on today, but maybe not. But we, some would say, well, he's, he's everywhere. So duh, God's with you and you're there. Yes, but when you enter into that secret place and you're there with the Father and the Father sees you there, there's a special presence. And if you read throughout the Psalms, you can read that David, David identifies this in numerous places. That not only do I, did he understand I could go to the highest of high and you're there, and I can go to the lowest of low and you're there because you're all around, but there are some times when I can just come into your presence and I can sit at your feet and I can bask in your glory. Those are those special times. How do you enter into those special times? It's not this euphoria. You don't have to take any drug or anything. You have to submit yourself. As we talked about a couple weeks ago, we have to submit ourselves to God's will. We have to say, I'm entering into this, and this prayer is because I want to be dependent upon you. I want to look at my reward as you, not all of this other stuff. Will God bless? Absolutely. God does bless, but he doesn't bless you with things so that you like him more or spend more time with him. He blesses us when we enter into this period with him and we say, I don't care about everything else. I I, want to focus on you. Or, and, and during that, we can say, thank you for this, and thank you for that, and, and ask for this. Yes, and we'll, we'll talk about that, but that's not the focus when we, when we come into prayer. Last week, we talked about being proactive instead of reactive in prayer. I think that that's a, a, a lot of time is we, 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 we have something bad happen, and then we pray. I'm not saying we shouldn't pray, not saying, but, but what, we, what we need to do is we need to be praying more and, and entering into to the presence of God because God will transform our, our, our minds. Uh, the Apostle Paul says in uh, uh, Romans 12, 2, uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds or the renewing of your mind. What we have to under, understand is, is that, that God will transform us when we, um, uh, he also uses the terminology of the, we have the mind of Christ. We can think like Jesus. That doesn't just happen. That is spending time with him. Um, if you would have known my wife 17 years ago, some of you have, some of you know her. If you would have known my wife 17 years ago, she is not the same lady in which she was 17 years ago. I have corrupted her. <laughs> there's, there's no way. I mean, there's, but it's it, because we spend so much time together. 
things wear off. Some good, some bad. But, but the more time we spend in prayer, the more time we spend with the Father, that's, that, that's called the, the, uh, part of the, the, the process of sanctification, becoming more and more and more like Christ. So the reward is being in His presence and being transformed from one degree of glory to the next, to the next, to the next. It's purifying our, our, ourselves if we want to overcome things that are, that are in our lives, the, the, you know, I heard the, 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 the prayer uh, about depression, and, the, the, and I'll say this. Uh, I went through depression years ago um, uh, before uh, God got a hold of my life, and it was about 2000, I don't know, it was probably that period, what, Shannon, 2004, 2003-ish until about 2007, a good chunk of my life on antidepressants and stuff like that. And then 2007, God got a hold of me and, and I gave my life to Christ and, and uh, took all that away, um, which was, I, I, I know that I was, I was free from that. But I, I know now that the, and I've read it many, many places, you all probably have read this as well, and, and know this, that the mind is the devil's playground. I think C.S. Lewis talks about that a lot. And, and these things that go on in our mind, we start to, to think about uh, and entertain lies, and that those lies start to become our, our, our reality and our perception. And when those lies uh, are entertained, that we have a tendency to take our eyes off the truth. What we need to do is we need to, to not believe the lies, get rid of the lies, and just focus on the truth. How do we do that? Well, um, the, one of the, the best ways is presenting all of that before the Lord, talking to God about it. Don't ever, ever, ever think that you're going to be in prayer and you're going you're to say, you're going to enter into this, this time and you're going to be like, well, I know I've done a lot of crappy things. I can't tell God I did that. The, right, exactly. No, there's nothing where you're going to get in down on your knees and you're going to say, um, God, I did X, Y, Z. And God's going to be like, you did what? <laughs> you're not going to catch him off guard. He knows what you've done. He already knows what you need too. But it's that, that, that process of saying that and thinking about that. It, it's called uh, repentance. We repent because it's changing the way in which we think. We, we have to go through that to become more and more and more like Christ. That's, that, that sanctification is taking place. And, and, and the primary place in which we do that is when we are in secret with the Father. So there, there's no special formula. It's like get in communication. Be in commune with the Father. Why? Because he wants you to. He wants that. And, and when people think, I, I can't do that. You know, what am I going to say? It, 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 it doesn't matter. You know, my, my, my dad, he might be the, the meanest and ugliest old guy you've ever seen. But, and, and, and <laughs> he's, I mean, he, he, got, he got a pretty smile. Um, but there, I, I, I don't ever tell him this, but I, like, I just like hanging out with him sometimes. Not anything he's done or anything he's doing or how, because he does some crazy stuff. Talking, but it's just being in his presence. Granted, that's my earthly father, and, I, and I, I, maybe some of you don't have good recollections or memories of an earthly father, but I do, and, and I look at the, just wanting to be, you know, around dad sometimes, it, it, is, it, it, it makes me think about wanting to be around my heavenly father who is perfect, 
and who has the whole world in, in, in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. See, we, we forgot that. Um, but be, wanting to be in, in his presence, wanting to understand that, here's the deal. I have never, that I can recollect, and I, I, I don't know what happens in the past, but I, as of right now, I, I, there's never a time where I, I look at, at, at my dad and I just like, I'm, I'm fearful for being in his presence. Too many times people look at God like, I'm afraid to go to the Father. The Father loves you more than you love you. The Father sees, yeah, he sees the, 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 what you've done, but he, he, he's, he's willing to forgive those. He says he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins if we ask him, if we confess them. So when we see and we understand that the reward in which we get is him, man, that's a game changer. That's where we can understand. I can go with confidence. Hebrews 4, 16. I can go into the throne room with confidence. And, and I can lay everything out before him. Why? Because he, he loves me. He, he's that, he's, that, he's that, 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 that father. Maybe it's, he's the father that you've never had. I, I, I don't know everybody's story. But we don't have to be timid. And we don't have to wonder, uh, is he going to reject? God's never going to reject you. It says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Forsake means to turn your, one's face from. He'll never turn his face from you. No matter how nasty and dirty and ugly of a thing that you've done, he, he'll never turn his face from you. He goes on to say, Jesus says this the second time, and when you pray, we've nailed, I think we've really you know, hammered down on that. When you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So pause there for a second. Some would say, well, if God knows what I need before I ask Him, why do I ask Him? It's not what you're asking Him. It's that you're asking Him. It's, it's entering into that, again, entering into that time with him. He, he, knows, he knows that you need X, Y, Z. Well, some would say, well, if he was a loving father, he would just give that to me. It's not always about getting things. It's about that experience. It's not always about the, the end. It's about the means to get to the end. I, 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 loved, I love it when we, when we really under, truly understand what the Bible is, is, is all about. Some people look at the Bible as, as, a, uh, as a rule book, right? Um, my, one of my favorite songs uh, growing up in the, in the church, um, hymns, I should say. I can't tell you my favorite song growing up. Um, although Gabe would say, well, is that a Christian song? Knocking on Heaven's Doors is my favorite song, right? Guns N' Roses. I, forgive me, I'm repenting, right? Whatever. Uh, but my favorite hymn in church is Trust and Obey, for there's no other way, right? You guys didn't get, pick up on the rest of that one. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Right? He got the whole world. All right, so, but that was my, that's my, my favorite hymn of all time. And, and, and some people look at the Bible like, just look at it, and it's trust and obey, and, and, and you, you, everything's good. Your life is good. It's a rule book, and if you, as long as you obey it, you're good. Well, understand why we obey it. Too many people don't understand the why. 
It's kind of like prayer. You don't know why we pray. Just like you don't know why we, well, I got to listen to what God says because God said it. And I can say, yep, I, I do that. It's not just for the fact of saying I do it. It's for the fact of what it's doing to you. It's transforming us. We need to be transformed from this, this sinful, uh, um, ugly person. I'm saying ugly, spiritually ugly, dead. We need to be transformed from here to this in the light, alive person that God wants us to be. How does that happen? It happens by being transformed by his word. It happens by presenting our prayers to him. He knows what we're going to pray, but we still need to do it because it's all part of that process. It's all part of, okay, I want to be a better Christian, or I want to have a stronger walk with God, or I want my faith to increase, whatever, however terminology that, that, that you all say, because everybody says it a little bit different. But at the end of the day, you want to be strengthened, and you want to be a different person. You want to be the person in which God wants you to be. How, how does that happen? It's letting God do the work. Do we have responsibility? Absolutely, we do have responsibility. But it's letting God do the work. How do we do that? We, we give all of our, uh, we throw, let's say it this way, we throw all of our chips in, right? We say we're all in and let him uh, um, be the one in which we're dependent upon. It's not about how many words you say, as it says here. Because I, I mean, I, I've been in prayer meetings, quote unquote, where you do have the, the, the individual is just trying to say a lot of things. They think that if they, they pray, the longer they pray, the, the more spiritual they are. I, I hate being in, in um, and some people knock me because my, how my kids pray for, for meals, but I hate having somebody who's long-winded praying pray before a meal. <laughs> I, I was reading that same book, I gave that quote out. One of the titles of the chapter was, uh, he, he prayed my hot dog cold. <laughs> that, that was one of the a little kid, you know, I, uh, he, he, was, he was honest. This guy went on praying, and after he was done praying, the kid took a bite of his hot dog and looked at his dad and said, Dad, that dude prayed my hot dog cold. <laughs> just, just, just saying a lot of words isn't always, isn't what God wants. Sometimes words are few, but it's how we enter into that presence with him. Here it says that the Father knows what we need. God knows what you need before you even ask him. When, when we talk next week now about this, um, these key elements of proper prayer, and we, we, we present things and we do it in the way in which God, Jesus has given us, again, we should never do it in the, with the mindset of, you know, he has no clue what I need. Yeah, he does know what you need. He knows what you need more than you know what you need. Sometimes we just got to say, you know what, God? I thought I knew what I need, and I don't even know what to pray for at this moment. But the Apostle Paul tells us that those times when we don't have words to pray, the, the, the Holy Spirit will intercede uh, for us with groanings too uh, deep for, for, for words. It doesn't mean, and I'm not going to get into the whole praying in tongues and all this other stuff, no. But there are some times when the, the, the most effective prayer you have is one where you say no words. You present yourself 
And it's, God, I don't know. I don't know what, I've read it somewhere that uh, someone said that it's better to have, um, uh, how did he say this? Heart in no words than words in no heart in prayer. So, so, so think about it. We, we were to pray from our inner being. So we need to enter into prayer with, with, with the heart. The words will take care of themselves. The words will take care of themselves. And when Jesus says all of this, he says, you know what? I got you. He, he's got the whole world in his hands. He knows what you need. Later on, he says in, in um, verse 33 in in chapter 6 there, it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. When we enter into to, to prayer, we enter into this time with the Father. Enter into it with your heart, not with your list. Not saying the list doesn't matter. Not saying the list doesn't matter. You type A people are like, what you talking about, Willis? I get it. No, I, I make a prayer list because it helps me remember, but I'm not entering into that time within that commune with the Father with my list. I want to enter into that time with my heart and let my heart speak, and that which is on the list will come out. Let's pray. Our Father God, um, Lord God, we, we, we do thank you for who you are. Uh, Lord, you, you are our Father. You are our loving Father. You want to hear from us. God, as we pray, we understand that the relationships in which we have, not only with you, but with our brothers and sisters are important. God, in our responsibilities in prayer, to glorify your name, to promote your kingdom, to obey your will. God, I, I, I know that, that as you have given us the, the model, and we'll talk more next week, but as you've given this to us, And we ask for things. We need to do this according to your will. Father, as we ask requests, the the requests of uh, the things that are in the past, but also the things that are in the present and the things that will be in the future, as we ask of those requests, God, I ask that, that we can just be honest with you. And as the model of your prayer ends... For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. We can be reminded that you've got this. You do have everything. You've got the whole world in your hands. So, Father, as we've just opened up a little bit more in um, what it means to pray and why we need to pray, God, my my prayer is that we can um, let it sink in and not be the ones that we have to have all the right words, but we could just enter in with our heart and say... (laughs) God, help me pray. Spirit, help me pray. Because I just want to commune with the Father. Lord Jesus, we love you. Father, we thank you. Spirit, we continue to welcome you. We pray this all in your name, Jesus.